This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. God is wanting to do some new things in our life. That this week, I believe tonight, is just a setup for what's going to take place the remainder of the week. But I want you to say that with me. God is wanting... To do something new in my life. Now as we're, we're talking tonight and as we're just going through the word of God, God's going to start speaking to you what that looks like for you. Some of you it's something new in your business. For some of you it's something new in your family. It's something new in your marriage. Something new with your kids. Something new um, in your vision, your purpose. There's something new that God is wanting to do in our life. New thoughts. New passion. New, new senses, new degrees of courage, new doses of endurance and perseverance. There's just newness, a, a, a new hunger, a new thirst for the Word and the presence of God. A newness. God is wanting to do something new in our life. God is wanting to do something new in me. God is wanting to do something new in you. God is wanting to do something new in the body of Christ. He's wanting, he's wanting, it's not new to him, but it's new to us. Right? He's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, but it's, it's new to us. Say, it's new to me. Go with me to Isaiah uh, 43. Isaiah 43. Now, as we are getting over here into Isaiah 43, I want you to think about, once again, we, we refer to the children of Israel a lot. And you see how God sent Moses into Egypt to do something new in his people. And so God, most of the time, he starts with a remnant or he has to start with a word. His word is the catalyst of releasing his character and nature upon the earth. In order for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, his word is sent to get the ball rolling, to get people to activate in faith because how does faith come? Church, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order for us to go new places, to see new things, we've got to start activating our faith in what God is saying and what's on God's heart. And God's heart is God's word. God's word is God's will. God's word is his motive, his intent, his thoughts, his perception. It is God speaking to us. And he is wanting to do something new in our mind, something new in our heart, something new in our words, something new new in this worship team, something new in this church, something new in your life. God is desiring to do something new in me. Say that with me. God is desiring to do something new in me. So he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, and God's knew that he wanted to do in their life. It was for them to go to Canaan to possess the promised land. The 40 years that they wandered in the wilderness, that wasn't God's new. That was the new they settled for. God's desire was for them to come out of bondage, to come into relationship, and they turned an 11-day journey into a 40-year 
wandering experience, never possessing what God wanted them to walk in. Because, see, God wants you to experience new. He wants you to think new. He wants you to live new. He wants you to possess new. He doesn't want us to stop in the wilderness. That wilderness was a place to come to relationship, to know his heartbeat, to understand who they were in God, and then go and possess the land. And that's a process we all go through. We come out of the kingdom of darkness. We come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Then from that point on, it is about relationship, discovering who we are, who he is, why we're wired the way we're wired, why we're graced the way we're graced, who we are in Christ Jesus. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We are healed. We are the head. We're not the tail. We are above. We're not beneath. We are in him victorious. We are the body of Christ, not the body of crisis. But a lot of times we pop a squat when crisis happens and we lose, we lose sight of who we are in Him. When I say pop a squat, I mean we just kind of, we quit progressing. Just like the children of Israel, that wasn't God's best. But then there was Joshua and then there was Caleb at 80 years old that says, We are, we are well able. Regardless of what anybody else is saying, this is what I'm saying. We are well able. Three and a half million people were saying there's no way. The giants are too big in the land. We're like grasshoppers in our own sight. Notice their identity. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. That wasn't the way God saw them. They identified with their past, which is, was a slave mentality. They, they identified that they were weak. They identified that there was no way. They identified they had been in bondage, and they kept looking at their past. So that was the identity that they took with them, even though they were out of Egypt. Egypt was not out of them. And some of you, you have come out of drug addiction, but drug addiction isn't out of you yet. Some of you have come out of pornography, but you still see yourself as a porn addict, a drug addict, an alcoholic, a, a, a smoke, whatever it is. You still see yourself as that old person and in Christ that's not who you are whoever the son sets free is free indeed and if you are cleansed by the blood of Jesus that is who you are you are free you are righteous you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus yes you might have gone through a divorce but you're still a child of almighty God you might have gone through a bankruptcy you might have gone through prison you might have gone through all the list of just do, 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 do. that is your past this is your now and in Christ you are free Paint a new picture of who you are in Christ Jesus. Because God wants to do something new in me. God wants to do something new in you. God wants to do something new in you. But how? How do I position myself to embrace the new? Isaiah 43 Verses 18 and 19, these are some things that you can just begin to think on and read and, and begin to study and begin to see yourself the way that God sees you. Verse 18, Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Now, right now, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In the Amplified Translation, it says, Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing, I am, I am, I am, Mike, I, I am, I am doing a new thing. Say a new thing. Now, right now, right now. Now, now, 
Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will, I will, not I might, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will, I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Notice he says, I will, regardless of how desolate it has been, regardless of the, the desert places that you've been in, he says, I will make a road and I will make a river. In other words, he's saying there's movement taking place out of the place that you've been in in the past because I am doing a new thing. No matter how young you are, how old you are, God is wanting to do something new. If you're still breathing, God is not finished with you. If you're still opening your eyes in the morning, you still have a purpose. God still has a plan. You still have a destiny. So don't you throw in the towel and pop a squat and throw it in park and quit. You better get off your backside and be who God has called and created you to be. I will, I will, I will, I will make a way. A road is a way out. A river is movement from where there's no life to life. I will. There's movement in your life. Say, there's movement in my life. See, that's the thing about faith is that a lot of times we don't see it in the natural. But as we stay in relationship with God, we know it by the word. And we know it by His Spirit on the inside of us. There's movement in my life. And it's important to start embracing what God says by faith. That not by how I feel. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, We walk by faith and not by sight. And by faith, how does faith come? By the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. He says there's movement in my life. He says he's making a road out of the wilderness. He's making a river that takes me. There's movement in my life. There's, he's bringing me from where I was to where he wants me to be. See, you're always going from one place to a new place with God. God is always moving. He is always, the kingdom of God is always growing. Things are always expanding, going from darkness to light, from lost to found, from sick to healed, from lack to provision, from to, from addict to delivered, from to, from to, from where you're at to where God wants you to be, but it takes that new thing. God wants you to think new in order to go new. He wants you to believe new in order to receive new. He wants you to expect new in order to experience the new things that he has in our life. And he says right here, he says, do not remember. The word do not remember, this is, this is the definition of that phrase, do not remember. He says... To make mention of. Don't be mindful of. Don't recount. Don't record. Like pushing a recorder and playing over and over. Stay with me. I want you to think about... Are you pushing the recorder of your past that hurt over and over and over and over and over? And you pause it while you go to sleep. But then you wake up to use the restroom in the middle of the night and you push recorder again and think, oh, and oh, and oh, 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 oh. And you wake up and you're thinking about and you push the recorder and you walk around kind of like a boombox or something and you're holding it on your, your shoulder here and you're just listening to it over and over, that hurt and that pain. And and that defeat and that failure and everything that's against you and who is who is against you and you and it's just the recorder he says do not remember do not push the recorder again do not recount first corinthians chapter 13 says love pays no attention to a suffered wrong well that's a lot easier said than done 
But we have the love of God. Romans 5, 5 says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit of God. The same love that's in Him is the same love that's in us. And he says the Word of God does not record, 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 or maybe in today's society, TiVo, TiVo, TiVo. He says, do not, how, how do I experience the new? He says, do not remember, do not be mindful, do not bring it to remembrance, do not call it up. Bring. I'm awake. Where are you, past? Past. I want to talk to you. Bring. Bring. You wake up. Bring. Think it's your phone, but it's, it, it, it's, it's the, 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 the alarm's going off, but you shut off the alarm, but it's bring. 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 Finally, you pick it up. Hello. Yes, this is that hurt. And I just want you to know I'm here today. And at the same time you're talking to your past, your future is still pring, pring, pring. And it's God on the other side calling you to let you know that past no longer has authority and dominion over you. There's a future ahead of you. There's a plan ahead of you. And the creator of heaven and earth is the one calling you. Are you going to answer the call of your past or the call of your future? Are you going to answer the call of, of whatever the doctor says or the call of what God says? Are you going to answer the call of the economy or the call of God? Pring, pring, pring. The past, the future, the past, the future, the past, the promise, the past, the... Which way is your thinking? In order to embrace the new, we've got to sh shift our thinking from the past to the promise. We've got to shift our thinking from the way things were to the way things God desires it to be. We've got to shift our thinking from the old into the new. He says, in one of the ways that you experience the new, he says, don't push the recorder. Don't be mindful. Have your mind full of the past, of the hurt, of the pain, of the sickness, of the lack, of the not enough, of the obstacle. Don't call it up. Call it up. Tell you what you want. Tell it what you want. What are you, which phone are you answering, the past or the future? Let's go on. He says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. The word consider means to separate mentally or distinguish, to attend, to be diligent in your attendance to the past, to inform or to know. Do not consider the things of old. Don't be intimate with your past. The word know means intimate, an intimate expectation. Are you intimate with your past? Or are you intimate with God who gives you the promise of your future? Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, He says to those who would believe, His disciples, to those who would believe, He says, you will know, know, know the truth, and the truth will make you Free. The word know means to be intimately acquainted, not knowing it in your head, but you are knowing it in your heart. Those who are intimately acquainted with the truth of the word of God, he says there's, a, there's an intimate expectation. And once you begin to know you're intimate with the truth, then it's going to make you free. Right here he says don't be intimate with your past. Because your past will hold you in your past and your past will rob you from your future. Your past will rob you from the promise. Your past will rob you from your potential. Your past, he says, that's why he says, don't consider. Don't consider. Say, don't consider. Don't remember. Say, don't remember. Don't push the recorder. Don't recall. Don't be diligent in your attention to the past. 
He goes on to say, Behold, I will do a new thing now. Now, say now. Now it shall spring forth. You shall know it. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness, in rivers, in the desert. Say there's movement in my life. Because see, if we continually spend our time thinking on the past, focused on the past, we live in disappointment, don't we? Because it can be disappointing. We thought our life would look different right now. We thought our financial status would be different right now. We thought our future would look different. We thought our family would look different. We thought our job would look different. We thought our physical body would look different. We thought everything would look different. And if we continue to look at the failure and the things that didn't go right and it didn't work out and things aren't the way that we thought they would be, Disappointment begins to set in if we hold on to our past instead of not remembering. In other words, letting go because there's no way I can embrace what God has if I'm still hanging on to the old. That's why he says don't recall it, don't bring it up, don't answer the phone, don't embrace it, don't consider it, don't separate it mentally, don't distinguish it from other things in your life because God's future, bring, 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 bring. But you've got to set down the phone of the past in order to pick up the phone of the future. You can't turn and embrace what God has if you're carrying around your arms and your heart and your mind. They're mindful. You're full of the hurt and the pain and the rejection and the disappointment. Disappointment. Anytime you put the prefix dis in front of a word, it reverses it. It negates it. It means refusal. Some of you feel like you've been refused from your destiny. Some of you feel like you have been rejected from what God has. You feel like life hasn't dealt you the hand that you, you deserve. Well, join the club. Everybody in here has gone through something in life. Disappointment. Appointment means to set at a certain time, to meet at a certain time. An engagement. In other words, there, there are certain appointments that God has for your life, but if we focus on the past disappointment sets in and it reverses, disreverses whatever it's put in front of. God has appointments. The devil wants you to live in disappointments. God's appointments are in front of you. That's why Paul says, I press towards the appointments. I press towards the mark. I keep going forward. I don't remember the past, but I let go of it and I expect a new thing. I expect a new appointment. I expect a new idea. I expect a, a new freshness, some new endurance, some new courage, some new vision, some new tenacity. But I've got to quit being disappointed because every time I think about the past, it disappoints me and I'm headed towards the enemy's appointments and disappointment instead of turning around and taking one step at a time towards God's ordained appointments. God still has appointments ahead of you. There are certain things that God desires to be in your life. He desires for us to experience the promises of God. But in order for us to, to experience it, for order for us to live in it, we've got to let go of the past and embrace the future. And I know we've heard that if you've been in church any amount of time, but are you doing it? It's one thing to say, oh, I've heard that before, but are you doing it? Because the evidence of true faith is that you're not only knowing it in your head, but you're doing it with your life. Do not, I want to read it again, do not 
Remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Say, God is doing something new in me. I want to read that out of the message translation. It says, forget about what, what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I am about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the bad lands. Some of you have been in bad lands, but he's saying I'm making a way out of the bad lands. Say God is doing something new in me. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14. Let's turn over there. Say God is doing something new in my house. God is doing something new in my business. God is doing something new in my mind. God is doing something new. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now right here when it says, but one thing I do, forgetting. The word forget means to lose out of mind, to neglect or be forgetful. He says, this one thing I do, I forget Forgetting those things which are behind. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. The reason I keep saying that is because I want you to think about how are you doing. Sometimes it's a one day at a time process, you know it? Forgetting, I'm going to erase it out of my mind. I'm going to release it out of my mind. I'm going to neglect... My past. Some of you need to adopt the art of neglecting your past. Nope, I can't change that. I forget it, I release it, and I let it go. Neglect your past. Neglect when that failure, pring, 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 pring. Some of you need to neglect the phone call of your past that it's ringing every single day. Some of you, you need to disconnect. I don't live here anymore, so I don't know who they're trying to call. They can't reach me because I'm under the blood. They can't reach me because I'm a child of the Most High God. They can't reach me because I no longer live at the resident of defeat or the resident of addiction or the resident of hurt and pain. I no longer live there. You can send all the mail you want there, but it's just going to keep piling up. UPS can even knock. Hello, will you sign for this? And a lot of times we say, oh yes, oh thank you. And we sign for our past and we think, here's my package. And God is wanting you to move locations, move from where you were to where he desires you to be, no matter how hard it is or how tough it is, one day at a time. Forget, forget. He says, this one thing I do just today, bring it into the now. Faith is always now. Bring it into today. Just, just today, just today. Forgetting, stay with me, forgetting. Say forgetting those things that are behind me. Now what is that? What does that look like to you? What is, that, what is that image you have of your past? What is that image you see of yourself? Maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's of defeat. Maybe it's you can't. There's, there's no way. It's impossible. Forgetting this one thing I do. Say one thing I do. I forget. I neglect. I get it out of my mind. Pring, pring, 
ring. I don't answer the phone. I don't push the recorder. I don't call it up. I haven't heard from you in a few days past. Where are you? I haven't heard from you in a few days pain. Where are you? He says, no, this one thing I do one day at a time, I forget. I forget. I forget. I forget. I release. I let go. No matter how many times you have to tell yourself that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And please hear this. You're going to believe you more than you believe anybody else. So you might as well say what God says about you. And this is, what he, this is not a suggestion. Those who know, who are intimately acquainted with, who are applying the word, shall know, shall be intimate with the truth. And that truth will make you free from your past. Free from that addiction. Free from that pain. Free from that problem. Free, say free. God wants me free. He says, now forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Reaching forward. Reach forward for that new thought. Reach forward for that new expectation. Reach forward for that new thing God has. Reach forward for that new vision. Reach forward. Say, I'm reaching forward. Pring, pring, pring. Nope. I'm too busy reaching forward. My hands are occupied going forward right now. That pring. Pring, pring. It can ring all it wants to, but I'm not answering the phone of my past because I'm on the other line with my present and I'm on the other line with my promise giver and I'm on the other line with my future giver and I'm on the other line with the creator of heaven and earth. Pring, pring. And it's beeping in. Beep, 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 beep. And he just, he, he's persistent. He's a persistent cuss. I'll give him that much. Beep, beep, beep. And he's trying to, he's trying to beep in on the other line, but don't answer. Don't answer. Call waiting, oh, pass, nope, yes, sir, Lord. Which phone are you going to answer? He says, in order for God to do something new, listen, listen, you've got to start listening in new ways. You've got to start thinking in new ways. Jesus said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying, saying, not, not just said, saying to the church. Saying, say saying. In other words, he is still speaking. God is still speaking. The promises of the word of God, they just lead you in. You know, we've been talking about knowing the truth, being intimately acquainted with the truth. The, the scriptures from the Bible, the promises of the Bible that are for all of us, just lead us into the foyer. They lead us into the entryway of the will of God. But if you keep staying in the promises and keep knowing the promises and keep listening to the word of God, then the Holy Spirit himself will take you from where it's the will of God for all of us to now the specific will of God for your life. And he starts talking to you specifically about why you're designed and why you're wired and where you should go and what you should do and what his plan is for your life. But it's a process of knowing, say knowing. Knowing the truth, knowing the word. So whenever pring, pring of your past is calling, don't answer that. Pick up pring, pring of your future. 
He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, he's saying, I press. A press means determined movement, that I'm making a choice and decision. I'm going to go forward. I'm making a choice and a decision. I'm not going to play the recorder of my past over and over again. I'm making a choice and a decision not to answer the phone of my past, but to answer the phone of my future. By choice and by decision, I'm pressing towards the new things that God has for me. And one of the ways that I do that is I let go of the past and I embrace the new things and and I start declaring new things and I start asking God for those new things. I want you to ask for newness in your life. New thoughts, new vision, new dream, new passion. Some of you, the dream has died, the passion has died because life has happened. But you know what? Your problem is not bigger than our God. Your circumstance is not bigger than our God. The same power that raised Christ from the the dead quickens our mortal body. The same God that raised Christ from the dead can stir that dream up, can stir that passion up. He can can connect you with the right people at the right time. There are still places for you to go and things for you to do, but we've got to be in the process on a daily basis of forgetting and embracing. Bring, bring. Not answering the past, but answering the future. God wants to do something new in my life. There's movement in my life. God is moving things. God is orchestrating things in your life. Say, in my life. Now, in order to conceive what God has for us, it's it's a choice and it's a decision to position ourselves. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Now, I want us to see something here from... Sarah, that in how many of you want to experience the new that God has in our life? Now, can I be honest with you? Well, I'm going to be honest with you regardless. That I I hear some of your thoughts out there. Yeah, right, but that won't happen for me. And I want to be real straight with you. Quit being lazy. Quit being lazy in your thoughts. Quit being lazy in your hearing. Quit being lazy in your heart. Stay with me. Quit being lazy. Quit just letting whatever happen happens. Whatever whatever will be will be. Get that mentality out of your thinking. Well, this is just the way it's happened in my family and it's going to happen to me. It happened to them and they were blind and I'm blind and they were full of cancer and I'm full of cancer and they were broke and I'm going to be broke and that's just the way it is, preacher. No, it's not the way it is. It's only the way it is if you let it be the way that it is. But you're in a new family now and you have a new father and you have a new bloodline. And you have the DNA of Almighty God. And if you're not in the family of God, tonight is the night to come into the family of God because you come under a new lordship and His name is Jesus. And you have dominion and authority in His name. In His name you cast out devils. In His name you lay hands on the sick and they recover. In His name, in His name, in His name. You do the same works that He does in His name. The name that is above every single name. And you're just... And the reason I'm staying on this is because as I'm saying it, some of you, it's elevating your thinking. And some of it, it's like a bunch of fat around your thinking. And it's a bunch of fat around. When I say that, it's just like you just, you're settled. You're just stagnant. Get it off of you. 
And it's by one choice at a time. Get it off of you. I'm not going to be stale. I'm not going to settle for average. I'm not going to stay where I'm at. I don't know how it's going to happen, but all I know is God Almighty is my Father. He is my God, and all things are possible to me because I believe. But you've got to start choosing to position yourself to think on a different level, to talk on a different level, to expect a different level, to get up, shake stuff off from your past. You've heard this story, and you might even heard me tell, but it bears repeating again. Remember the farmer who his, his mule fell down in the well? Have you heard that story? Well, there's this farmer. He had this mule, and he, man, he, he liked this mule a lot. But this mule, there was a dry well out there in the middle of the field, and this mule fell down in the well. And the farmer tried and tried, and he couldn't get the mule up out of the well. And so he called all of his buddies around. He says, I guess we're just going to have to bury the mule out there in the well. And so one by one, they started throwing dirt on the mule. And as the dirt hit the mule's back, he began to shake it off, and then he would step up on the dirt. And the next load of dirt would come, and he would shake it off, and then he would step up on the dirt. And then one load after one load after one load, as dirt hit his back, he would shake it off, and then he would step up. And he did that until he got on top of the ground, and he stepped right out of the well, and he was free. Some of you, you've had a lot of dirt poured on your back, and it's time to shake it off and step up. And every day you keep shaking it off, and you keep stepping up. Every day you keep shaking off, bring, bring. You don't answer it. You shake it off, and you step up. And it's time to step up and be free and be who God Almighty has called and created you to be. But it's a daily process of forgetting and embracing of forgetting and embracing, of letting go and pressing forward. Say, I press. That's what I do. Come on, church. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. She was past the age. It shouldn't have happened. It couldn't happen in all natural reality. But, but it happened because she judged him faithful who had promised by faith. How does, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. What did Sarah hear? I want to read this to you. You don't have to turn over there. Genesis 17, 19. She was going to, this is what she heard. She was going to bear a son, Isaac, and God was going to establish his everlasting covenant with him and his descendants. So she began to hear that even though she was past the age of childbearing, even though Abraham was past the age of child, of producing a child, she began to hear what God said to her. So how do we receive strength to conceive our future? By hearing what God is saying. Open your Bible and start hearing what God is saying. Get the CDs and start hearing what God is saying. Come to church on Sundays and start hearing what God is saying. By faith, herself also received strength. By faith, herself received strength. Now, before I start breaking those words down there, Whenever she heard what God said, you know what she did? She, she did what you were doing a while ago. She said, yeah, right. God wants to do something new. Yeah, right. My life has been too hard. The problems are too big. There's no way. Yeah, right. She laughed. 
Listen to God's response in Genesis 18 verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you and you will have a son. Is anything too hard for the Lord? You can laugh. There's a laugh of doubt and there's a laugh of faith. And it brings two different results. Whenever God says something to you, if you start out laughing in doubt, yeah, right? Stay on it long enough until it becomes a reality. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. I've been an addict for 50 years. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I've been in this situation for 20 years. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I've been going around the same mountain for 30 years. Is anything too hard for the Lord? My kid has done this over and over and over. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, this is going to cost a lot of money. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, man, I've just been hurting for years and years and years. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Church, don't just say it with your mouth I'm asking you to get it down in your heart Jesus said they serve me with their lips but their hearts are far from me is anything too hard for the Lord is anything too hard for the Lord what is that dream what is that vision what is that passion what is that thing that God spoke to you at some point in time is anything too hard for the Lord you know what the Lord's saying is anything too hard for the Lord 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 come on church by faith by faith she didn't feel it she didn't see it she didn't know how it was going to happen by faith Sarah herself received you know what the word received means to get a hold of it In other words, God was saying, Sarah, get a hold of it. Whatever God has been speaking to you, get a hold of it. Whatever the promise that you've been holding on to, keep a hold of it. You are healed by the stripes of Jesus. God does supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God's mercy is new every single day. He has separated your sin as far as the east is from the west. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Don't play church. God's not a genie in a bottle. Ew, ew, ew. He's not a lucky rabbit's foot. Oh, boy, oh, Lord, come on now. You know, he's not the dice shooting the craps. Come on, heartache. Hadn't always been a preacher. <laughs> Had to say that because some of you were just looking way too holy. <laughs> but he's saying get a hold of it. 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 That whatever the devil has meant for your harm, God will turn it around for your good. Get a hold of it. Your footsteps are ordered by God. Get a hold of it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Get a hold of it. Get a hold of what God is saying to you. Get a hold that God is doing something new. Get a hold of God is making a way where there seems to be no way. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Even while you're sleeping, the Word of God is keeping you. Whenever you wake up, the Word of God is speaking to you. Get a hold that angels are going to the north, south, east, and west, and they're working on your behalf to get you at the right place to orchestrate things for you to have divine connections and divine appointment get a hold of who you are in Christ Jesus you're not a loser you're not defeated you're not an addict you're not whatever you think you are if it doesn't agree with the Bible that's not who you are get a hold of who you are in Christ church get a hold of it look at your neighbor and say get a hold of it 
by faith, Sarah herself received strength. Strength means specifically miraculous power. See, when you start getting a hold, stay with me, when you start getting a hold of the Word of God, the power of God begins to show up. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the power of God or the gospel, for it is the power of God. The Word of God is the power of God. You start getting a hold of the Word of God, you start tapping into the power of God. No Word, no power. Word, power. Word, power, promise, power, promise, power, God, power. Whenever she started receiving by faith what God spoke to her, miraculous power began to show up. And she received by faith strength to conceive. The word conceive means a deposit. That God is wanting to deposit something new into your life. He's wanting conception to take place. Miraculous power is here tonight for conception, for deposit. God is wanting to deposit His Word, His seed. It says that by faith she received, she got a hold of what God said. Miraculous power showed up and there was a deposit made on the inside of her. And that deposit seemed impossible. That deposit, there was no way she should have a child. But because she yielded herself to God she got a hold of it the power of God showed up the deposit was made and a dream was born and not only affected her but it affected you and it affected me see when you allow God to deposit what he wants to deposit on the inside of you when it manifests it's designed to reproduce her dream was designed to reproduce your dream your relationship with God is designed to reproduce another relationship with God your passion is designed to reproduce other passion your giftings your calling your tenacity, your diligence, your discipline, you getting a hold of the Word of God is designed when it manifests that it reproduces in other people. Get a hold of it, church. God is wanting to do something new in my life. By faith, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive the seed the seed, that, that word seed there in the Greek, it was a special seed set aside for a certain time that a farmer just didn't cast this type of seed around all the time. It was a specific seed. See, God's word, there's certain things that he scatters in all of our hearts, but then as we keep staying in position and we keep getting a hold of it, then there's specific seed that God has for your life that's designed to produce a specific harvest. But you've got to get a hold of it. You've got to be willing to release the old and embrace the new. You've got to be willing to forget willing. Willingness. Are you willing? Don't, don't just say it with your lips. I want you to check your heart. Are you willing? Because when you get willing to get a hold of it, then miraculous power shows up for a deposit to be made to produce the will of God in your life. You're not designed to just be average. You're not designed to be status quo. You're not designed just to play church. You're not designed just to go through the motion. There's a specific seed that God has been waiting for you to open yourself, to get a hold of what he's saying, and allow him to deposit it on the inside of you because it's not just about you. It's about everybody who's connected to you. Please allow God to make the deposit. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive the promise. 
Go with me to Luke chapter 1. You see this process. Luke chapter 1. Now we'll come back there just and we'll, we'll probably finish up there. Luke chapter 1. So I'm glad I came tonight. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Notice this. For with God nothing will be impossible. Now does that sound like what he said in Genesis 18, 14? There is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And the angel shows up to Mary and says is that with God Nothing will be impossible. In the Amplified it says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. I want to read it again. For with God, say with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Now I'll read this part, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Notice what she says. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. Let it be done to me. The word according to means set standard. Let it be done to me according to, to what you have said. Let the standard be what you have said. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. What has God been speaking to you? What is that new thought you're thinking about? What is that new vision? What is that new passion? What is that new endurance? Let it be done to me according to what you've said. What is God saying? He's saying, I want to do something new in your life. I want to do something new in your business. I want to do something new in your body. I want to do something new in your relationships. I want to do something new in your finances. I want to do something new. Let it be done to me. Now, I'll, right there, I'll pause for a moment because I felt your religious walls go up. Don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. If you want to walk in what God has for you to walk in, you've got to start knocking those walls down. You've got to be willing to release the way you think and what you thought you knew about God and say, Lord, let it be done to me according to what you have said. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. If it's in the Bible, I want it. If it's in the Bible, I want to experience If it's in the Bible, I'm going to let down what I've been taught and what Aunt Boo Boo said and Uncle Bon Bon and everybody else. I'm going to let the walls down and let it be done to me according to what you have said. See, if you'll lead the way, people that you're connected to, they'll get caught in the draft of you going after God and their life will change and they'll be set free and they'll no longer go to hell but to heaven because you was willing to let down what you thought you knew and say, God, let it be done to me according to what you've said. Let it be done to me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, it's not. God is wanting to do something new. God's wanting to do something. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't really know what all that looks like for me. All I know is I'm the messenger and this is a season we're in and that's what the Spirit of God is saying, that I'm wanting to do something new. I'm making a road and I'm making a river. I'm making a road and I'm making a river. I'm wanting to do something new, but we've got to position ourselves. How do I do that? By letting go, empty myself of the past to open myself up for the future. Cut off Cut off the past. Cut off the phone line to the past. And pick up the call of the future. And after, go back to Hebrews 11.11 11, and we'll close right here. I think. 
And it says, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. The word judge means to consider. It means to esteem. It means to suppose. It means to give him the rule over. It means to lead, that is, command with official authority. Hear this. In other words, she conceived what God had deposited in her because she let what God said be the final authority over her life. She let what God said, she let God rule with his authority no matter how she felt or what it looked like or what everybody else was saying to her. Are you serious, sir? You're going to have a child? Have you looked in the mirror? Everything on your body went south. How do you think, how, how do you think things are going to change? Have you looked at your husband lately? There was no Viagra. There, there weren't any of these type of things happening. But God. But God. Because she judged. I want to ask you this. Have you judged God lately? Have you judged God lately? Because she judged him as faithful who promised. So you see, the promise starts and the promise ends. The promise is the prophetic, but the promise is also the present. When the promise comes, it paints a picture of your future. But when the promise comes, you've got to bring it into the present before the promise can be your future. Are you with me? When the promise comes, I want to say it again, it paints your future. But when the promise comes, you've got to make it your present in order for your future to be the promise. By faith, Jimmy, Trey, and whatever your name is, received, got a hold of it, got a hold of it. Got a hold of it. Do you got a hold of God's wanting to do something new in your life? Get a hold of it. Receive strength. Miraculous power is present. The Holy Spirit of God is present to make a deposit into your life and into my life and into your mind and into our mind and into our heart because we judge Him as faithful. We esteem Him as faithful. We give what He says as the judge of all the earth, final say-so in our life. We give Him the right to lead by His authority. What He says has more authority over what the doctor says. What He says has more authority than what the banker says what he says has more authority than what your buddy says what he says has more authority than what your mom dad grandparents whoever else what they say God almighty his word has the final authority if you will allow it to be final authority by faith receive strength miraculous power to receive the deposit because God wants that specific seed that he set aside for such a time as this he's wanting to deposit it into whoever's heart is open and 
and willing. And they're not saying, is, is, is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? And you're saying, let it be done to me according to what you have said. Let it be done to me. I don't know how the business is going to turn around, but let it be done to me according to what you said. I don't know how my life is going to turn around, but let it be done to you, to me, according to what you have said. I don't know how the giftings, or I don't know how anything is going to turn around at this moment, Lord, but I judge you as faithful. It's not my job to figure out how it all is going to happen. That's your job. This is just what you're saying, that you're making a road, and you're making a wilderness, and you're doing something new. So my part is I'm going to release the old. I'm going to quit being disappointed, and I'm going to get back on track to my God-ordained appointments. My job is to judge you as faithful. My job is to go after God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. My job is to stay in relationship day in and day out. And today, I'm going to forget what's behind me, and I'm going to press. I'm going to press. I'm going to press towards what, what God is saying. Let it be done unto me according to what you said. I'm going to get a hold of what God is saying. I'm going to get a hold of it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get a hold of it. God wants to do something new in me. Say it, God wants to do something new in me. Now I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads and I want you to picture, just like Sarah, just like Mary, the power of the Most High is present to make a deposit in your life. The Holy Spirit is present to make a deposit in your heart. So Father, right now I'm asking you to deposit that specific seed into each heart here. I'm asking you to deposit into each and every individual's mind, into each and every individual's heart. Show them that new thought. Show them that new passion. Stay with me. Show them that new hunger. You said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. God wants to make a deposit tonight. Will you let him? Will you say like Mary, Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Lord, say that with me. Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. I forget the past, I release the hurt, I release the pain, I release that defeated mentality, and I pick up the phone to the call of my future. I get a hold of what you're saying, and you're wanting to do something new.